0: Thanks for joining for another episode of the Your Normal podcast. I'm your host, Blake Russell. And for today's guest, I'm super freaking excited. Um, it is a longtime friend of mine, one of the best dudes I know, Garrett McCain. Garrett, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, man? Not much, dude. You're here. We're here. We're going to do this thing, right? I'm fucking nervous, dude. <laughs> You don't got to be nervous. It's going to be a glorified conversation, I assure you. Um, So, Garrett, before um, we start this whole conversation, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. um, And, you know, I hope hope that – what I hope out of this podcast is I hope that somebody that has been in a similar position as you in some regard uh, can connect with what you have to say. Um, but before we dive into all that, I gave you a homework assignment. I told you to give me five words to describe yourself. Can you share with our viewers and our listeners what the five words
1: were? So um, <clears throat> I chose veteran uh, mm-hmm. because I'm, you know, that's that was a big part of my life. Six years we've talked about it. I uh, chose jovial, which is just. I like keeping things light until you don't have to, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that. so I just like keeping it light if, if, unless it has to be serious. Um, I chose a golfer cause I really enjoy golfing. It's like one of my favorite hobbies, um, adventurous cause you know, on a whim, I, yeah, I've driven cross country to go like on spring break. So like, or, or just go out and go, hiking. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm always up for a good time, man. You're an um, active guy. Yeah. You're super active. Um, And uh, dude, um, that's four.
0: The fifth one was thinker. Yeah. Real
1: big thinker, obviously. <laughs>
0: Every day I think about all the things I got to do. Uh,
1: uh, once upon a time, like, <clears throat> I guess I would say I didn't really, I don't know. Care about finding the facts and understanding how things work and everything like that. So now I'm a little bit, a little bit more that way. So I guess through thinker on there. You
0: said uh, like finding the facts about like. What do you mean, finding the facts?
1: Um, I mean I would just throw anything at a wall and see if it stuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Like. And and it wouldn't have like any any backing or any scientific backing or any factual, (laughs) like, it's just, I don't know. I guess specifically, I, I I guess we've talked about this. And then now we're going to go down this rabbit hole. Um, I used to be that guy like, Oh, look at all this snow, climate change. I was like, or or it'd get really cold. And I was like, I, I used to delete, I had to delete Facebook posts. I was like, Oh, what an idiot. (laughs) Because <laughs> you're saying, like things that you yeah. feel like are absurd now, yeah. Just, just denying it, and then obviously having coursework in environmental science and things like that. You just, you just learn. Are and you the, still
0: taking classes?
1: Yeah, so it's a, little, it's a little bit on hold at the moment. Um, COVID slowed some things down for us as far as uh, some of the certs I got to get for work. So uh, it's on hold at the moment, but yeah. I'm a junior so getting there yeah but, man taking a long road but uh yeah we're, we're getting there and uh, hopefully graduate with my uh, bachelor's in uh, environmental science so
0: that'll be good yeah I remember uh so Garrett uh lives in Aurora Colorado and he lived in I visited him this year or in 2020 and i had visited him the year prior and you were li- you were living in like a suburb of denver right it was like it started with the c what was it called
1: it was a uh, commerce city Commerce uh, city
0: yeah so
1: uh, yeah just 15 20 minutes northeast of denver <clears throat> had a house out there which we have since sold but yeah down in south aurora now much better area as far as you know just there's just a lot more to do but you know.
0: there was a lot more shit in Aurora than the yeah Pacific there was no <laughs> it
1: was like near an industrial area up there
0: <laughs> but that's like what I mean I Colorado and the area in general that you're in is like one, it's just like my favorite I I could go there and yeah be there all the time a, I love it man
1: it's a good time I mean you can't beat some of the views and hiking hiking 14ers out here is just it's a good time need to do something you and your wife
0: you've done 14ers
1: yeah. So <clears throat> we've, we should have done more. So I, we did Mount Bierstadt, um and now I'm calling her out. She's going to hate me, but uh, she, so my w- wife has a uh, little bit of asthma going on. So she got to about 150 to 200 feet from the, from the peak. Um, and just kind of waited there. Cause she was starting to feel sick and. and oh, yeah and stuff so I was like I couldn't imagine like, walking up a mountain with asthma so I, I props to her for sure but um yeah so we've done that one and plans to do some more just sometimes life gets in the way as they say
0: that they do say that they do. <laughs> um but yeah man it's it's as long as you all are out there uh, it's going to be something that I you know I'm going to make a I'm going to be intentional about making out there at least every so often and uh you know, it's a wonderful area. Um, but Garrett, before we kind of launch into some, um, some topics that I think are going to be super useful for people to hear about, I want to give you the opportunity, I'm going to have you do an exercise, because we've kind of talked about who you are in five words, but that obviously doesn't encapsulate who you are. Um, so I just want you to do like a stream of consciousness, a free association, I just want you to talk about who you are, where you're at in life, how you got there, and that's that's all I'm going to kind of give you. I just want you to tell the viewers and the listeners who Garrett McCann is.
1: <clears throat> all right. I'm going to fucking suck at this, dude. Uh, let, it ride, let it ride, dude. Let it ride. Yeah. And by giving me a homework, by the way, guys, yeah, he told me this 10 minutes ago, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, dude, um, I hope Garrett is... Like, I think I'm a pretty decent guy. I think I'm a good friend. I like to keep good people around me. Um, I like to think I, I try to be I try to be honest uh, and have integrity and work hard every day for, uh, you know, and just try and make a living in this crazy world. Um, what do you do for a living? Uh, yeah, I work in, in the water department out here in Aurora now, which, yeah. which is going pretty well. Um, it's good, man. Yeah. Um this is dude. That's where, where are you from, Garrett? I'm uh originally, I guess mm-hmm. that's where we're gonna go here. Okay. Uh blizzard. yeah, so born in Columbia, Missouri. Um mm-hmm. uh, and during a snowstorm, my pops likes to say. Um
0: <laughs> why does he say that? Just
1: because it, I don't it know just, it, it just a was a blizzard, blizzard. I was like, okay, sorry, dude. Sorry about that, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, you had to drive through the snow. (laughs) So it's like, all right. But uh, yeah, grew up for the first few years there in St. Louis and then moved down to Jeff City and uh, met some crazy dudes like you. Yeah, (laughs) Made some good friends. But yeah, um, and then I've, since then, uh, joined the military, got out of JC, started traveling. Obviously quite a bit anytime you join the military it's gonna happen mm-hmm. um so ended up being stationed in South Georgia. um how, were you down,
0: how long were you living there
1: uh I was down there for like five years and some change because
0: oh shit I did not really was that at,
1: long I was at basic in 2012 and then um after that you go to a tech school and then you get your base so yeah I was down there for mm-hmm. five years and some change man it's another world wow. down there. It's another yeah. world? It's another world, man. Football, like... Oh, yeah. Football. <laughs> yeah. It's just football. <laughs> That's and, it, man. gnats and, and humidity. That's it, dude. Oh, it's similar to Missouri in that way? That it's just humid? <clears throat> oh, man. It's worse. Really? It's definitely worse. Um, It's just... I mean, you, unless you were in a body of water, you don't want to be outside in the summer there. Unless you have to be. Like it, it's miserable. And now picture training with like gear on down there, <laughs> like walking through swamps and stuff, dude. Is that where you did the ba- you did
0: basic training there, or like right, I, so, maybe not? Ba- I'm probably saying that wrong.
1: Yeah, ba- so basic for the Air Force is in San Antonio, um, mm-hmm. and then our tech school was there as well. But yeah, just just training, uh, you know, we call them like spinning up for a deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, would be at there in South Georgia or. Or in Florida, sometimes we travel down there too. But yeah, man, just cool, fun weather. Good. Were you in like
0: ridiculous shape uh, when you were in the military?
1: At one point in time. And then uh, during deployments, I would just come back just like.
0: <laughs> is that because you, you were just <laughs> working out all the time when you were over
1: there? So that's all you do. I mean, you you do your job and then like you have to release like stress some way. Um yeah. And you're just you're just working out and yeah i mean i've come back like just stupid big from some of them deployments but yeah i was probably in my best shape for sure while i was in the military
0: yeah i mean it just yeah. it just makes sense um yeah. all right so gary is born in columbia spent a little bit of time in st louis you got you still got family up here right yeah in st louis
1: i do uh so karen's uh my stepmother's family uh still lives up there um, got grandparents up there, aunts, uncles. I yeah, mean, uh, my grandma on my uh pop side, she's moved a little closer to Fulton, uh, to be closer to my pops because he takes care of her essentially, you know. Yeah, just makes it easier.
0: That makes sense. And then
1: you moved to Jefferson City and you live there,
0: uh, I'll call it like the majority of your life so far, yeah. like sure. 15, 20 years or some shit like that. Yeah, and then. And then you go, you get into the military, you go to Georgia. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this and I don't want to sound disrespectful, but where did you meet your wife, Ashley? You met her in Georgia, right?
1: For sure. Uh, so she was down there at BSU. Uh, she played softball and she's going to, she's gonna make fun of me for this but uh d2 national champion, <laughs> what? D2 national
0: champion.
1: <laughs> so no that's I, cool
0: no that's cool i don't why would she why would she uh get mad in here?
1: she hates when i bring it up and i it, it's it's hilarious to me so I she's like super
0: humble up. or something she's yeah. yeah she's gonna
1: listen to this she's like fucking. Damn. <laughs> um, okay yeah so it's just funny to me but um yep met her down there um she yeah she's going to vsu dude it's so cheesy met her at an air show that i was working security for mm-hmm. like just as cheesy as it gets like her you friend, were
0: working security and what
1: uh uh for this air show on the base but
0: well, how did you did you talk to her did she talk to you what happened
1: oh so she came through um uh, our like checkpoint and um uh, her like they went through and I was like, okay, whatever. And uh and then her friend comes back, he's like, Do you want know her number? And I was like, Oh, this is some high school fucking <laughs> mid 20s, like, like I was like, yeah. which one? <laughs> no, so anyways, yep, ended up getting her number and uh ended up texting her and uh downhill from there.
0: Yeah, now you're
1: now you're married. And now we're married for three plus years and yeah, I want you home.
0: Well, congrats to that. I mean, I know you personally, but she's actually a wonderful person. Uh, everybody should meet her. She's great. She's wonderful. Um, all right, man. So within all of that, um, I think I want to, before I get into the military stuff, mm-hmm. um, because I think that that's going to be super interesting. I think it's going to be really important for a lot of people to hear. Um But I can you speak a little bit, um, you mentioned your dad and talking about the snowstorm and then like your stepmom, Karen, you didn't mention your mom and I know you personally, but can you speak, can you speak to anybody that's listening um, a little bit about your mom and her like um, involvement in your life? Mm
1: -hmm. So, yeah, um, I guess, early on i mean i'll just i'll just start there early on i mean there's fantastic memories there uh her favorite holiday was christmas and she always made made the holidays just amazing that's my favorite holiday now because of some of those memories
0: that's really you know, nice yeah you just
1: go all out like and looking back like bent over backwards she probably bent over backwards just to get some like something to the the tree and everything man so you just look yeah. back on stuff on that like that and you're just like man that's just i mean she's just going the extra mile um but yeah i mean at some point um and i think i think it started while she was living in uh st louis i mean this is years years later obviously my parents divorced and everything um i think yeah she just ended up getting you know hooked on you know getting addicted to uh, pills i believe Uh, Mm -hmm. that's how it started and um man it ended up turning into about a you know 10 plus year um battle with addiction for her um yeah yeah ultimately i mean yeah ultimately taking her life because of those decisions and some of those you know some of those things she, she did
0: yeah, man. And I uh I one, I appreciate you sharing that. I know that is a shitty it's a shitty memory and it's like a, a difficult thing to talk about. Um but I think I think you knowing that people are gonna hear this, I think one, that's super courageous and it's awesome that you shared it. Um and I know for a fact you're not the only person to ever like go through that with a parent that struggles with yeah. that. Um, not to minimize your situation, but I do appreciate you sharing it. Um and I, you know, grew, like we grew up together, I, I guess you could say that. Like I met you in probably, you know, eighth or ninth grade or something. Nice. Um, but yeah, like I didn't really know until we got older and we kind of like talked about shit, like anything about your mom. And I, it makes sense to me now um, looking back. Um, but I do appreciate you sharing that. Um, and I know about that time, How about how old were you when when your mom passed away? We were like in our 20s, right?
1: yeah it would have been would have been 2009 um august, okay. august 2009 It was like okay. i mean i know it down to the down to the minute dude it's like 1101 so I mean, yeah just, um yeah um i mean it's 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 a pretty i mean it's it's not a pretty it's not a pretty story seeing seeing some of these things and um mm-hmm. just like we were talking about i mean i hopefully sharing uh you know to help with it know, I don't know if anybody could take anything away from it. I'm not some, you know, some, some, some all-knowing guy, but hopefully somebody can take some things away but from it that are positive. But it's just seeing, like, I, I watched her on the day my grandpa died. Um, she was, like, driving away in a van with some people at that time that I knew were just not the right people. Right. Um, and, like, her, she's pulling out into traffic and – She's like, her eyes are like almost rolling in the back of her head. I was just yeah. like, <sighs> tried stopping her. I mean, you know, it's, and then of course the people that she left behind are left just thinking like, I wonder if there was anything I could have did, you know? And that's, and that's the, you know, that's the battle. I mean,
0: I, 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 um uh, hearing you tell that, like, I don't know from personal experience what it's like to have a parent that's addicted to drugs or a drug or alcohol or, um, but I, I do, I do know people that I love that have struggled with that. And it's been very difficult for me, but I also think like, there's so much weight when it's a parent, you know, like, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's really hard. I love them. But then it's like, you're, it's your fucking mom, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so, I really appreciate you sharing everything you have and um i do think that around you probably 19 20 21 some sh- yeah something like that
1: yeah um yeah like 20, 21 22
0: and that's when you and i like prior to you going to the military and we were both still kind of hanging around jeff city and i was living with my parents at the time were you living with your dad
1: yeah i was still back yep still back home yeah um, like i remember i was at the i was at the fair like the night she ended up getting admitted to the the hospital um i mean like i said it wasn't wasn't a pretty a pretty thing they essentially um found her um behind a department store um sent like you know somewhat unconscious and um they ended up taking her you know into the hospital there jc and um you know did what they could she was somewhat coherent for a little while so i actually i mean i got to i got to like talk to her a little bit but at that time i mean i was just so mad i was so pissed off I like you were like mad
0: that she would be in that position mm-hmm. at all
1: yeah I didn't, I didn't say you know and that's that's what it is you know it comes down to like you wish you would use those moments to say some of the things you wish you know you wanted to say so and i you know being young and just you know just didn't I just didn't take that opportunity to tell her some of the things that I wish I would have uh because she ended up going into a coma and you know just never never came back from that so
0: yeah and those yeah.
1: those moments they're they're so fleeting
0: like they they're happening and like it, it, take, it takes such wisdom which you know some people never you know some people never uh obtain the ability to have that much wisdom and especially when you're you're fucking 20 or whatever it was man like yeah, 21.
1: <laughs> like, yeah man. it's yeah man i mean i'm not i at one point like for a while there i was pretty mad at myself i mean at at this point it's you know I couldn't you can't be too mad can't beat yourself up too much um mm-hmm. you know there's no way i could have known that was going to be the last moments for um, sure but yeah man i mean yeah that's it's, uh, it's, that's something I know a lot of people probably struggle with, uh, like just maybe being in a similar situation where you didn't do or say what you wish you would have before someone, you know, ended up passing on. So
0: I definitely think it's more common than people might think. And it feels so personal because it is personal when it's happening to you or has happened to you. Um, but I, again, I appreciate you sharing Garrett, and I hope that somebody's hearing this and, Um, they're getting something positive, like you had said before, out of hearing you talk about this. Um, I don't want, I I, I do think that at that point in your life, then, then you're kind of left with like the pieces of like, what do I do with my life? I'm a, I'm early 20 something year old guy. And I remember, I think you were like selling, you were trying to sell insurance for a little while and you were kind of working a lot of jobs. And then you decided like, I'm going in the military and then you did it um so not wasn't popular
1: was not popular. yeah
0: it was not a popular uh <laughs> decision so i want you to speak a little bit about that what you mean by that and yeah. then also like about how old what branch um talk about your military experience i want i want people yeah. to hear like what,
1: what what went on with that okay yeah man so after that i um that stuff with my mom i worked some jobs I was just i was just like what am i trying to do here like i tried mm-hmm. going to college ran out of money um couldn't get a loan uh and i was just like i gotta get out of here dude. <laughs> i was like I, I gotta do something um so ended up joining in uh you know going and talk to this recruiter and we ended up deciding i was going to go air force for a couple of reasons um they they, uh, they don't deploy. Like, I, I was talking to some of these guys in the Army. They deploy for 12, 14, 16 months. So I'm like, dude, that sounds terrible. uh And I heard oh, that Air yeah. Force was, like, six months. And trust me, six months, is, shit's getting old. <laughs> like, dude. So, like, Air Force is, like, typically right around six months. And I was like, all right, let's do that. um I ended up joining up in the Air Force, and I uh, left for basic in... I believe it was march of 2012 mm. and uh i mean it, it's interesting stuff man like we uh, we had there's just like me being a little bit older and seeing some of these some of these kids right out of high school um just like just like bawling their eyes out and stuff uh i was just like oh man <laughs>
0: like bawling their eyes out cuz it was so hard or because yeah. they missed their
1: parents or what i, I think some of them are, you know a combination of of both or you know yeah um, just, I mean, how could you, I mean, I, I don't know, some kids, I, I could easily see it because they've never experienced anything other than high school. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not hating on the kids, but I'm just like, man, dudes having a bad day. But, mm-hmm. um, anyways, um, went through basic and wasn't, you know, basic wasn't too hard for me. I was ready. I was ready to start my career in the air force. So I was like, ready to get out. And I ended up getting out of JC and Going through basic, which was like eight weeks, and then going through tech school, and then did you
0: come back to your hometown to Jefferson City after basic, or did you go straight to
1: wherever you went after that? So I did get to come home, and I was wondering if you remembered that because uh, we we had like a little little homecoming thing, which is so funny to me now. It's like oh, he's been gone, he's been gone two months, and <laughs> it's coming up like a... we we played wiffle ball, didn't we? Yeah, I think we I think we did some of that, but we also I think went down to the lake uh and my i had family that had rented out a lake house dude i'm pretty sure like i think i'm pre- i'm almost positive i was driving down there with and i was driving and you you and um some of the other guys were in the back like and dude apologies but, i don't recall that
0: man i don't it, long, yeah
1: been, been yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so like we yeah literally had uh like a lake house weekend like or maybe it was a night or two or something but uh mm-hmm. had a good time playing all those fun games you playing while you're pong and and, uh, (laughs) uh,
0: made a lot lot of good decisions and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, so anyways, yeah, I did come home and then, uh, I went back and then tech school and then, uh, tech school was, I think maybe like three months or something. And for me, that was just, um, like criminal. It, It was essentially geared towards like, uh, criminal justice, understanding laws, uh, weapons training, um, hand-to-hand stuff, just for the job that I had. Um, And then I get to go, then I went down to South Georgia for um, the eight, it's 820th essentially, and it's it's nothing special if there's any vets that end up listening to this. Because they're going to be like, oh, he thinks he's fucking cool. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying like Protect so yourself. Yeah, to the eight uh, 20th. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a high, it's a high ops tempo. Uh, so you're deploying, deploying like every other year. Um, but you also get to do some pretty cool stuff down there. So like, I was able to go to some army schools, like airborne, um, like jump out of planes and stuff. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a stupid idea. I mean, if I can do it, if I were you. Well, why i want to do it why would i not want to do it <laughs> no so so the way that you have to do it uh you know in the military at least at least the way i had to i mean you're just those shoots are made to get you to the ground like quickly so i mean a bigger guy like me i mean it's just a fucking car wreck and whenever i hit the ground it's just like, <laughs> <and I'm> like <laughs> just a bag like, of bo- bag of bones just, like, laying there and i was like wiggling my toes like moving my hands i was like i think everything's fucking good but um yeah man so it's just it's just not a soft or pleasant yeah thing. and they're like here's your 175 bucks a month for jumping out of planes then it's something we would never use but anyways like it was just <laughs> it was just cool it's a great experience i mean but it's just sketchy as hell jumping out of a fucking plane yeah um, when you got people in front and behind you, just like nut to butt and you're just, they're like bumping you and you're like getting turbulence and you're just trying to get out the door. So it's just, it's just, it's just a sketch. How many people are in there like uh, at a time? So it just depends on the size of the stick, but uh, we had, we had typically smaller ones. I'm sure Army, you know, they do quite a bit bigger sticks is what we call them, mm-hmm. but anywhere from like, it could be like, 10 to 20 10 to yeah and you're just in a line shuffling your way to the fucking door and you you have you have like you got to get a good exit out of the door or else your chute's going to get tangled and it's just going to cause issues so anyways um don't recommend it but uh it it was it was cool though i mean it's, it's interesting you know just going through that but
0: it just seems like a thing that like it's cool it's like looking back it's like oh i did that that's cool i did that but in the moment it like it was painful and then also i was like why did i have to do that
1: like (laughs) Like, and it's it's something we were we're never going to use as far as uh right you know on deployed or whatever but it was neat and uh decided to do it but it um other than that, I didn't go to any other army schools, but we've we I had buddies go through uh army ranger school, which is which is pretty neat. Um just a, a good leadership school that fucking drags your dick through the dirt, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's and and typically it takes Air Force guys a lot longer to get through it too, because they get like recycled. But anyways, um so down there. And like I said, there's a, you know, it's a higher ops tempo. And I don't know if you want me to just go ahead and get into the deployments now or. Yeah, um, I was going to
0: say, I was going to say like, uh, like so you go to basic and then you go to tech school and then you're down there. Like about how long from when you go to tech school is it that you get your first deployment? And then also how many deployments, where were you deployed? Okay. Tell us a little bit about your deployments.
1: So, yeah. Um, after tech school, I think I, I probably graduated the end of towards the end of the year, yeah, you know, toward like December, 2012 or November, maybe.
0: So it took less than a year for the whole thing.
1: Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. for all the training and everything, it was probably earlier than that, but anyways, we deployed like it was either June or July of 2013, uh, to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So pretty quick turnaround. Like I, we got to that base in Moody and like we started training for deployment and I was like, okay, this is, this is happening, because (laughs) like one of the big reasons I wanted to, I was like, man, obviously getting out of JC was kind of crucial for me, but, um, I wanted to deploy and I wanted to just see how I would do. And, you know, just some of these situations, you know, some guys run into and, um, I mean, it was it's you know that that first deployment to Afghanistan was was my only one where we were really actually getting out there off off base and doing patrols um, and stuff like that, route clearance. You know, just
0: what's clear- route clearance? Is that just like
1: so taking- essentially? Yeah, just clearing routes for for uh, everyone else to use the roads safely. Essentially, like we're essentially looking for IDs
0: hmm but um and, and ieds are improvised explosive devices for anybody that doesn't yeah. know is that correct
1: yeah and they're typically okay. at that point they're uh typically made with like homemade explosives so hme is what we call them but mm-hmm. um and they weren't too advanced in the area we were at which was nice because some of the other areas had some pretty gnarly uh <laughs> ids that could cut through armor you know so um but anyways, so yeah, we're, that was my, so my first deployment. like I used to say this, I used to say I was spoiled rotten after my first appointment because that I got to do exactly what I wanted to do, which was deploy, get off base and, you know, <clears throat> like got to walking through villages in Afghanistan. And it's just a whole nother, like one of my first, <laughs> my first patrols at night, and you just, like, I, you know, we just didn't completely understand it at the time, but it was just prayer music. But it's, it's, it's like 10 or whatever at night and prayer music comes over the loudspeaker. And I'm just like, just, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, dude.
0: The loudspeaker, like, uh, like the equivalent of like a tornado siren speaker now, yeah, like they, something like that.
1: They just play, um, you know, it's like a call to prayer. And it's just like, it shouldn't have, you know, cause I didn't completely understand what it was at the time. That's why I did, but it just made the hair stand up on the back of my neck and we're just walking through a, a village at night. And I was just, I don't know. It's just, it was just like, it's unsettling. It's unsettling. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so with your first, um, deployment in Afghanistan, um, and, and forgive me if this, I mean, we've, we've talked about this a lot leading up to this interview. Did you get into any um,
1: uh, Picks. troops in contact? Yeah, like,
0: did, did you get in any firefights? Did anything come up where you thought your life might be in jeopardy or anybody's life? Like, did anything like that happen in your first deployment?
1: So, situations where shit was getting a little sketchy, that was, I mean, that's probably getting closer to, like, you know, a handful of times, but actual ticks or firefights, like I've seen, you know, I would, I would, I would guess I've seen a lot less than, than a lot of guys. I've only, I've only been in a couple. So, mm-hmm. um, and one of them was like we've talked about the, uh, that ambush. And yeah, I mean, watching, watching Tracer fire like flying like over your head. Um,
0: what is Tracer fire?
1: So a tracer round essentially is a round that's, um, acts as a tracer. So, you know, where, where your rounds are hitting and it's like, typically like in a ratio of like one to four. So like every fourth or fifth round is just going to be a tracer. So you can see where you're hitting. Um, and yeah, I mean, just watching those fly over my head, uh, was, a surreal experience. <laughs> what?
0: No, I'm sure, man. Is this the experience? Is this the experience with the dog? Like, it yeah. all started with the dog. Can you tell? Can you tell everybody like a little bit about like what happened and how it started?
1: Okay, yeah. so essentially, that night, um, we got called out. Uh, somebody, somebody shot rockets at the base. Essentially, and what I mean by that is they're essentially. It's a, they have a crude way of setting up rockets. They, sh- they, uh, they aim it at the base and they they fly up and then they just, they're just they just hoping to get lucky and mm-hmm. hit somebody or something on the base. So we get that call and essentially they want us to go to what we would call a poo site, a point of origin. So essentially they, they have technology on the base that is supposed to triangulate where this rocket came from. And they're like, hey guys, go there. Essentially, mm. it's a pretty shitty situation because they know like that's our that's our approach. Like <laughs> right? They're like, OK, so when we do this, we know they come and they look for where these rockets were shot off. So that's something that's predictable and they can set something up. So that's essentially what happened to us. They don't obviously they're never going to know the exact route you take. But um, so we were looking for this and this this site where they shot these rockets and like after not finding anything because it's pitch black out um like how many how many of you is it exactly if you had to guess so in our in our squad there was there's probably there's probably 14 14 guys and gals on the ground sure. it's a different thing about air force um at that time like in the air force women in combat roles wasn't like you know it's it was a it was a different thing, but uh, it was a cool thing. I mean, they had, some, they had some good people on the ground for sure. But um, anyways, so looking back, so like we're, we're leaving, we're essentially heading back to our trucks because our trucks couldn't get to the area we were looking for, uh, the, these rockets where they were shut off. Um, and we're heading back and just essentially walking and patrolling down this um, dirt road near near some houses and whatever else in this small village. And I'll never, I'll never forget it. Like I just like I'm in I'm in Alpha, so I'm towards the front. And there's this uh somebody, one of the guys in the front, our dog handler, which uh his name is Dan. And the dog's name was Dan. So it was just kind of funny thing there. Yeah. Dan Dan. But they see somebody and he's like, I got somebody up here. And then it, I was like, okay. Uh, and then he's like, he's got a gun. I was like, okay. And then he started running, like the guy just started running. And then I hear, and it's something I'll never forget. I hear the handler. And this is like his call to go, you know, like a snatch, snatch that dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's going to, he's going for a bite. He's like, him. And I'll never hear it, like pitch black, you just hear that. And then i was just like oh he just sent the dog and then uh shortly after that is when just fire erupts so essentially they had uh an l shaped ambush set up on us which is like an slp it's a operating procedure for that you know the us uses that we use mm-hmm. um, had people you know in a line shooting at us because we're like on this road you know, um patrolling down it. So they're all shooting at us uh, from your side from our side. And then they had oh. another guy or two. I need to keep this on the camera, sorry. So we're mm-hmm. getting shot from here. And then the L is right here. Sure. Uh, and shot it from another couple guys over here. And those are the guys <laughs> on the L <laughs> that uh were were shooting at me and you know some of the other guys near me. Um and like I said I'll just never forget it like once fire just popped off um that was you can just see tracer arounds flying all over and it's it's I mean it's honestly it's a pretty amazing sight just seeing it like and they look like they're coming in in slow-mo like you look like you could almost just like slip yeah I can God. tell you're like you're seeing it right. You're you're replaying it right. Now. Yeah, 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 and that's gonna happen because my my anytime I talk about it, my adrenaline starts getting going again.
0: I know, man. Like, I appreciate you sharing your story. I do. Uh, I know. I know it probably sucks to.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's. It's all so good, man. We all got out of there that night. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that that happened, uh and the first thing that I did was I fell flat on my fucking ass. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I'm just like looking up. I was like, holy shit this has actually happened. And I remember being so mad at myself because I got surprised. Like that's the point of an ambush. Like, but, uh, you know, you just, I was really fucking pissed off. I got surprised by it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but that's the point of it. But, uh, anyways, you know, and after that, you know, I fucking, after what feels like a fucking eternity, uh, but it was probably only a couple of seconds, I climbed to my stomach and crawl up and I start, return to fire at uh some of those guys i was just talking about in the l uh the ambush but um and we can touch on that stuff later as far as like my thought process on why that guy's shooting at me and and no happened.
0: we can talk about it we can talk about it right now yeah we're okay. talking about it yeah okay. If you if you if you want to here if you want
1: to um i'm just uh at this point i'll probably just finish up with with the ambush because I'm already in that freaking zone. <laughs> or yeah, man. Please, please. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So, anyways, after that, like, essentially, we're just returning fire. Like, we're everyone's just shooting, shooting at each other, Um and it wouldn't have been too long, but uh, while that dog was sprinting and chasing that guy that was running um he stopped like in his tracks because he was he was trained to be more um I'm trying to think of that word <laughs> more prone to like if, if if he if he gets the smell of like hme like that's more important than a bite or you know getting a suspect That's a
0: bomb is that a it's a
1: bomb yeah yeah so they had a they had an id set up for our our dismount and this dog just like stopped in his tracks and this point Like I have to go off of other people's account because I was a little further back, but he stopped and just like sat and that's the sign for, Hey, um, there's essentially, you know, an ID here. Um, so he did that and all the while, like, you know, fire, everyone's still shooting at each other and he's like pulling his dog back, um, calling him back and his dog's like crawling back. Uh, which is just crazy. Those dogs are just amazing. Yeah, man, it's um, unbelievable. (laughs) Saved our ass. Like Mm -hmm. if we we walk into that, like I was an alpha. So the first fire team um, in the squad. And if we kept going, like, I don't know when they decide to debt that thing. But if we kept going, I mean, we're falling right into their trap. So the dog catching that possibly saves multiple people that night. Um, The dog said, yeah, the dog probably saved your life the dog <laughs> yeah Dan Dan, Dirty Dan man <laughs> Dan, man um and I got a picture of him still I'd have to find that but yeah so anyway that dog starts crawling back and um we realize like hey like it that that finally gets communicated like hey there's some fucking shit down that way we don't want to fucking run through there and we eventually retrograde up a hill retrograde is uh Cool term for retreat, (laughs) like
0: tact probably tactfully retreat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) people just don't like using that word, but that's what we fucking did because Mm -hmm. obviously you don't want to hang around and they're fucking kills down under uh, ambush. So we go up this hill and we pull security up there, and by that I just mean we all kind of get set up because shit's kind of calming down, and we're just like still on ten just looking for people just in case um and then we're like let's improve our situation here so we move into a compound like we knock on their door and we're like hey guys can we come in and i'm sure obviously they just heard all these gunshots uh essentially our and we're telling our interpreter to be like asking if we can come in just no. if they say no i'm sorry but we're coming in because (laughs) no one's dying here, but tonight, like we're, we need a place to hide out until we can get picked up. So essentially that's, that's what we did. And we pulled security in this compound. The guy was super nice, offered water, um, uh, offered water and food. And we just, Mm -hmm. we, we pulled security on that, on that compound and until our trucks arrived. And that was, that was my first, tick uh troops in contact and yeah man i mean it was intense for sure
0: it's interesting to I, I i it's interesting to me that and i know that this gets you really like it probably puts you into that um that kind of adrenaline mindset oh um, I,
1: I feel it right now like i'm, I'm i am know
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and again sure. i Gary, i i i fucking love that you like told <laughs> me that you were down to do this and i really yeah. appreciate it um from it uh, shit what was i gonna say um uh, you mentioned surprised like being surprised because you know you went through all that training for like the year or whatever less than a year and then you go there and you're like doing all the shit and then it's like that single moment it's like life or death like that's it and like you can't make it up it's the only life you get and i i don't think I, you kind of beat yourself up when you're talking about being oh, surprised sure. but but like I don't know if you can properly train somebody for bullets Dude. whizzing over their fucking head, man. <laughs> like, I don't think you can do te- I don't uh, think it's teachable. I don't think it, it's a teachable
1: thing. I know it's a thing. Like a lot of a lot of apparently a lot of guys, you know, it happens to a lot of them where if they get in a situation like that, they just they're gonna second guess how they handled it. Um and I I mean, so me falling on my ass, I was mad about that. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. mad about getting surprised, like just completely and utterly surprised by it um because i should i should i feel like i shouldn't have been but anyways like you said it's hard to train somebody for- yeah
0: and it's your it's your hyper response like you fight uh fight flight or freeze and you probably like initially your body was like whoa like i gotta get out and then you're yeah. like shit i gotta fight now Like you know i can't even imagine
1: it. Like, I, can't I just up. picture it like obviously they're flying over head going this way i just i, I figure i just was like whoa fuck just- yeah <laughs> <laughs> just fell back don't want but, that
0: to hit me yeah yeah
1: yeah those look like they'll hurt but yeah, uh, man. I, yeah.
0: go ahead here I, I cut you off go ahead
1: you're good i'm just gonna kind of wrap it up like yeah it must have been like just a, a few seconds and then crawled onto my stomach and you know started returning fire but yeah man i mean now now i can look back on it. i mean we got out of there with everybody so
0: that is the main that is the silver lining like nobody was harmed um in your is it platoon did i say that right uh yeah it's just i mean
1: yeah that's yeah, fine yeah
0: okay that. sorry well, sorry to anybody that's a veteran <laughs> listening to this i'm an idiot i'm an idiot uh but uh there was one thing we have about jared we have about 15 to 20 minutes i'm trying to keep these at about no um
1: and
0: I it, yeah. no and i'm not saying you're talking too much i just i'm giving you a heads up but i do there was one other thing like I remember you telling me that story for the first time. I don't remember what year it was. It was after you had gotten back, and we were headed to um, Columbia, Missouri to, like, fish at a pond with our buddy Lucas Porter. And oh, you yeah. told me about it, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and if, it's cool if you don't remember that. I just remember it being like, oh, my God. Um, but then I know I, I came to visit you in 2019 when you were living in Commerce City. I said it mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to – what was the brewery you went to? Do you remember the brewery? It was, oh. like, uh, geez – it doesn't matter. We went to a brewery and yeah. we drank beer and beer. we were talking and you told me, um, and if, it, if, it, if it's okay with you, I, I would like you to kind of talk about the, the other incident in your experience, um, during deployment.
1: Um, so are you talking about, and, go ahead.
0: Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the firefight you got in with the flash and the muzzle.
1: Um, oh oh okay sorry so that that was the same one i was just talking about dude so sorry about that um, oh it's the same
0: one okay i'm sorry
1: that's so that's that was the same one where i yeah so whenever i was returning fire <laughs> that's my bad i don't know why i didn't get into that. but uh my bad too yeah when i was returning fire essentially well it was it's night, nice. so you can see tracers and you can see muzzle flash yeah. and so like i'm shooting at it uh probably I mean, I didn't shoot more than one magazine, but uh, which is thirty rounds, just for the people who need, don't know that. I play. But, I play uh, Call of
0: Duty here. I
1: get. it. No clip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh No. So, anyways, so I. I mean, I'm shooting at it, and then the muzzle flash stops, and I think just the thing that I've we've talked about that I wrestle with is. That what happened to that guy like did he just bounce or did i get close and he just was like oh, fuck this because <laughs> that's what i would have did yeah. but uh or or did you know or did i hit him like so that's that's something that probably honestly still weighs on me today that i think about like yeah i mean is, is that guy i i honestly he was shooting at me and it feels it's probably weird for me to say this but i i hope i hope he's okay because i don't know why that guy was shooting at me like mm-hmm. was he forced to um that they threatened his family like i just don't know why he was shooting mm-hmm. and if that's the case like obviously he had to make a decision and if if that was the case and he d- decided to uh you just gotta ambush the americans one night and uh if your debts repaid or whatever it was mm-hmm. um you, you have no way of ever knowing yeah yeah exactly yeah which and it's like, a. To tell myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the, the first time you told me about it, I remember like processing what you were telling me. And I was like, I don't remember how you told you didn't tell it the way you just told it, but you told, uh, you told, you told the facts of it. And mm-hmm. I, I remember listening and I was thinking, like, I don't know if Garrett is so much worried about having potentially killed someone as he is like, if he did what was that person's story and why was you know like who were they and shit like isn't that isn't that more the stuff that kind of like creeps yeah, in your mind
1: and bugs you probably uh and then honestly going through that and then thinking about stuff like that i mean that's that's probably the worst you could do as far as being deployed still um when you start overthinking things like that i mean it's that's that's a recipe for for bad stuff for sure um Because you might not do what you got to do, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. but So like, I didn't really start reflecting on that a whole lot until, you know, I was back home. But it's, yeah, man, I think just just not knowing what happened. uh, And just honestly it's weird like i hope the guy i hope hope the guy's okay and still with his family (laughs) but yeah it's
0: super it's a super interesting thing that you're saying like you you deployed and you like served your country like very well and you should be proud of it and at the same time you're you're considering that person as a person and like hoping that they're okay
1: and and it's like yeah they chose to shoot at me which so i shot back that night but it's still. I mean, I don't know. That's what. That's when I knew. Like doing stuff like that for a career just wasn't gonna be it. I did my mm-hmm. job that night, Um, but as a career, I knew. Like especially after I got home, doing that type of stuff just wasn't gonna be it for me because I sit there and think about stuff like that too much. Or you mean too- like? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're good. Not. I'm not saying like not too much, but just you can't. You can't think that way and be you know, deploying and getting into those types of situations, I think. I mean, that's my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I would be interested to to talk to somebody else that has deployed um, in their mindset about it. But the way I hear it, you know, who am I? Like, I've never deployed. I've never been even close to that um, That job, that world, that whole frame of thinking, anything like that. But when I, when I hear you say that, it's like, I don't know how the fuck you could – Turn that off. Like, I don't think it's pot. You're a human being. And, like, that's yeah. what those are your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, I and I, some people might be better at compartmentalizing it, like, temporarily, but I just don't know. I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't know. I, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think eventually that's, that stuff's going to come up. But, uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah. So, like, there, there's definitely guys out there who can go through something like that and not think twice about, uh, that individual because the like, Fuck them, they shot me, kind of thing, which I completely understand as well. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I mean, that's just speaking to different personalities, different yeah. makeups. Um we have a few minutes, here, and I got a couple other things I want to touch on. Um, and it's up to you how much you dive into either of them. Um, but I know when we had talked about that, you also had told me about uh you went to see you went to seek treatment for it at the VA to talk about it? And Mm -hmm. can you tell me your experience with the VA? And and you can be careful with your words or you can share as much or as little as you'd like.
1: Okay. I mean, that's fine. Um, So essentially they wanted to see, or if, if, you know, they were, if I had, you know, these, these popular words, PTSD, whatever, PTS Mm -hmm. um, from, or like anxiety like just failure to adapt to the civilian life stuff like that anyway they wanted to look into it so i go and uh speak with this and i don't know for sure he may have been a psychologist but i know that there's obviously other careers that could have been in that situation <clears throat> you know sure. um anyways I mean, it couldn't have been and <laughs> no, no, we've talked about this couldn't have been like a, a more terrible experience just with the way he stared at this guy, stared at his computer the whole time a- asking questions like and I had some instances like the story I just told where I told that one. And I told him before that story, I had a few for, you know, like four or five different instances that I wanted to talk about. And he, I told him that one. He was like, okay, are we done? I was like, yeah, man, we're done. It's <laughs> like,
0: unbelievable to me,
1: dude. Uh, it was, it was a bad look. And obviously, I'm sure not everyone's that way. I'm sure there's great psychologists or, or whatever out there. But that one, he was, he was an older gentleman. And I think he was ready to be done. <laughs> yeah,
0: you've been doing it a long time, it's, <laughs> but like, it's a. When I, you know, I'm a mental health professional. For anybody listening that doesn't know that, I'm a therapist by trade. And when you tell me that, like, I, I get filled with fucking rage, dude, because it's like, it's yeah. because it's such a, you, frankly, you had a near death experience, Garrett, and you had to like fight back to like preserve your own life and to protect other people around you, and it's a lot to carry. And for him to like not even make eye contact with you, like, <laughs> I, it's unbelievable. And then not, not only that, like. I think that, and, and it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it maybe has turned, like that guy and that experience and you being vulnerable and talking about that, his reaction to it maybe has turned you off from the whole idea of talking to anybody about it. Am I, is that fair to say?
1: It, I would say it definitely was fair to say for, for a while, for sure. Um, yeah because I went a while after that, just like, okay, well, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense, dude. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, I've since, I've since, you know, talked uh, in some other ways. So um, definitely I've got a better taste in my mouth as far as that goes now. But yeah, after that, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty pissed off <laughs> to be honest.
0: Is, so. That's fucking human nature. I can't imagine that. Um, and i'm sorry that, that i'm sorry that you got that guy that day oh, good, you man. know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh but uh listen man we got a few minutes and um how you feeling
1: you feeling all right i'm feeling good man this is this was fun is a lot of fun
0: yeah um i want to like if you're good i want to get out of the military headspace and just touch on a little bit of, uh of some lighter material here before we sign yeah. off um, you mentioned your wife Ashley earlier. You got a little dog, not a little dog. You got a huge fucking dog named Red. He's a he's full blooded Doberman.
1: Uh full blood Red Doberman. Yeah,
0: full shithead. He's a Red Doberman, and his name is what? Red. How original! <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> no, I'm just fucking. I'm just. Fucking. <laughs> um. Once so what's what?
1: Teams, I like
0: what's, what's next for Gary? You deployed. You did that life. You moved to Colorado. You're you're married. Uh, you, got mar- you got married. You got married. In Jefferson,
1: I know you did a reception in oh, Jefferson City. Yeah, we did a little different. Uh, got married in 2017 and mm-hmm. uh, did like receptions in Chicago or uh, near Chicago, outside Chicago, where that's where Ashley's family. from. Yeah, and then um, in yeah, JC, which you attended.
0: I was there, I uh, <laughs> I shared some libations with you, it was great. Sure. Um, so I guess you know, you're at a point, I know that. I know that Ashley is, and forgive me, Ashley, if you're listening, and I get this wrong, and forgive me if I get it. But she's a a physical therapist. She's mm-hmm. a she has her doctorate. She's a physical therapist, and she specializes in traumatic brain injuries.
1: Yeah, works with veterans uh, with TBS. So yep. Did I get that right? Oh yeah. You, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so
0: I mean, naturally that's going to have you guys out in the Colorado area, at least for a little while. What, what, what's next for you? What's next for your life? Like, what are you hoping next five, 10 years?
1: Yeah. Uh, man, I'm wanting to obviously move up and career progress in water. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope to possibly be a superintendent of a department someday and just, mm-hmm. you know, just run a department, but, um, for myself, as far as uh, Ash, she loves what she's doing. Like, how could you not? Like, how that, that must just be. She she tells me all the time how rewarding that job is. Super
0: so, noble and it's like, rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we're uh essentially, she can only there's there's only a few openings is like across the nation for something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at possibly could be possibly staying out here it could be Florida could be Georgia um and a smaller chance of Missouri unfortunately but mm-hmm. <laughs> but um because it would have been nice to get back and get close to all the family hers and mine but um mm-hmm. yeah man that's uh that's kind of what we're looking at I can do water anywhere so totally like <laughs> can <yeah. laughs> water water is water so mm-hmm. um yeah, man, that's that's kind of what we're looking at. So we're in Colorado for now, for sure, and uh, hopefully, we'll you know understand and kind of see where we're we're heading here in the next year or so, or if we're gonna plant roots. So.
0: Hell yeah, man. Uh, well, I personally, COVID or no COVID, I'm gonna make time this year to come out whenever it works for you guys. We're gonna come out again, and hopefully we can match up. We're me, you, Sam, Ashley. We can all get together. Uh, Would that be cool with well, you yeah. this year sometime? Yeah, we gotta make that happen. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, man. The last thing I want to to end on is a super light thing and I think I'm going to like I'm going to isolate like 85% of the people listening. Maybe
1: not, but is
0: Patrick <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes going to play on Sunday, dude.
1: <laughs> dude, uh I think you know what? Initially I was I was kind of worried about it, but uh I think he is going to play. I hope he does, man. Because, Why do you think he's going
0: to play? Why? Well, um,
1: so just after <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> after after reading a little bit today they made it sound like it was maybe more of a nerve getting tweaked somehow in mm-hmm. his neck instead of an actual concussion so i don't know we'll see you never know what these things he's apparently passed testing whatever yeah testing Do, but uh there's obviously going to be more that he's got to go through so we need I to get because we are
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i mean
0: <laughs> kudos, to, kudos to Chad Handy filling in and doing the cool shit he yeah. did. But yeah, we That's will not. Cool for, for sure. We need to get, we need to, we need to violate HIPAA laws um, and get his records to <laughs> Ashley, and then Ashley can make a determination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking make it happen. all right well hey listen Garrett I uh I appreciate you coming on I hope that anything that we've talked about will help somebody um and even if it's not man I hope it was good for you to kind of talk about it and I appreciate your time and your willingness to share kind of some shit you've been through and you're one of my favorite people and you're a resilient guy and uh I'm gonna stop talking now
1: stop it <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're good people man uh i enjoyed this and like i said i hope somebody can take something away from it um yeah i mean i really enjoyed it but you're, you, you're right. good people, man. cool all
0: right thanks for listening everybody we'll uh see you next episode